This is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the seventh inning stretch. Yeah, motherfucker. Wait, we have to we have to be gentle with our curse words lately or right now. Uh, especially lately, and especially in the future. Why? I'll tell you why at the end of the show. Uh, I am your host, Logan Stone, and with me is my co-host, Joe Josh. I don't know why I was going to say Joe Josh. Uh, but anyways, how are you doing, Josh? I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's a good day. It's a good day. I'm happy today. I don't know Should why. Be. Arenado got suspended. I wasn't going to cover the brawl, and then I was like, wait, we have to cover the brawl. It's MLB news. Like, it's the number one news in baseball right now is the brawl. Uh, Mostly because on Mondays and Fridays, we try not to talk about the Cardinals as much because, guess what? We have Cardinal show on Wednesdays. Um, But, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh... I guess we can get into our news. I don't think we have anything else to talk about right now. Um, I mean, we got a good list, so we just need to rock and roll wherever you want to start, brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll start off with some sad news. Alberto Mondesi is injured. Uh, he's the shortstop of the Kansas City Royals. He has a torn ACL, which is not good. Uh that's not good, and he's he ha, has had a couple down years, so that's really not good. It's not good to have an injured bad player. Um, got any thoughts on him? Sad? Well, I mean, it's sad for the Royals organization. They're struggling enough. They don't need to lose another player. and um, Just I think since he's the shortstop, I think that's going to put a little bit more pressure on uh, their young rookie star. Mr. Witt Jr. Ooh. Yeah, that I mean, you don't want your one of your players to get injured, but at least you have Bobby Witt as your backup. But who's gonna play third now, I guess, is the question. Um, is that what they're gonna do? They're gonna move Witt over short. I would think so. That's his natural spot. Oh, okay. Well that would make sense then. Maybe yeah. that'll be good for him. And, uh, maybe that'll get him back on track. Because from yeah. what I understand, he hasn't been playing as well lately as he did the first week of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or swinging the bat as well, at least. I don't know if that'll – moving positions will help with that. But you never know. Yeah, I really haven't paid attention to him since he got brought up, and I was really excited about him. Uh, another sad news, John Means of the Baltimore Orioles tweeted out the other day that he will be going uh, undergoing Tommy John surgery. Uh, sad news, not only because it's the worst thing to a pitcher, uh, thing a pitcher can go through, but also because it will hurt the Orioles next season, too, uh, or next season when they are supposed to be competitive. Um, Isn't Tommy John surgery now like a rite of passage for pitchers, and it's almost common? I mean, I know it's, it's difficult. It's, I'm, not, I'm not saying it, it's not difficult no, no. to go through, but I understand what you're saying. It's yeah, it's 
it seems like there's a couple more a year. It seems like every year, like more and more, uh, have to go through it. Um, Eloy Jimenez was uh, put on the 10-day IL for a stra- uh, a right hamstring strain. It is uh, presumed he will be out for six to eight weeks. Oh man, sorry if I'm sniffing it, sniffing my uh, it's allergy season. You guys have that in Texas? <laughs> oh man, let me tell you something. Uh, the outside, it's just like you can see a whole big layer of yellow from the pollen. It is so bad. I don't. It's horrid. It's horrible. I hate it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. I just figured it was all dirt and sand and some trees and no. Wait, I, I picture ranches with cows and horses as long as you're not in a big city. No, we uh we have trees and we have hills, rolling hills. Um, okay, enough with the sad news. Uh, MLB players of the week, uh, Miguel Cabrera because of his three thousandth hit. Uh, this was uh. From Monday's ep- uh, from Monday, so f- April twenty fifth, uh, Ty France is the other American League uh, Player of the Week. Leads the league in hits, total bases, and had uh, gone thirteen for twenty six in the, the week before, with three home runs, ten RBIs, and a one dot four three six OPS. Cody Bellinger uh, got the <clears throat> NL Player of the Week. 7 for 23 with a 304 batting average with three home runs and a 1.174 uh, 174 OPS. Uh, France is one of those uh, the mo- more underrated guys in the game. Glad to see he is getting some recognition. Bellinger is a player I have liked for a while. Uh, glad to see he may have figured it out again after his, what has been two years since that he's been in this kind of slump. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Uh, what do you think of the players of the week? Well, Ty France is a guy I don't really know much about, and I was just scrolling through the stats, and I was like, well, hot dang, look at this guy. So um, that's good news for me because I believe uh, he plays for Seattle, and we said Seattle was going to do good. So hopefully he'll bring the rest of the team up, and they'll keep playing well, and they'll make our predictions look better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Seattle, I would like uh... our predictions to go well. <laughs> Seattle is kicking ass. Do we do standings watch on Fridays, or is that a Monday thing? That's a Monday thing, I think. Okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's a Monday thing, because we typically yeah. – yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so now it's time for the Variety Sports, uh, our top – or power rankings. Or not power, power rankings. Good God, now I have it all mixed up. Our players of the week. Why don't you go first? Um, so – because I wasn't paying attention to the big name broadcasts and, and now analysts groups. Um, I actually took Ty France because I wasn't paying enough attention. And then I took, who was the other guy I took? Oh, yeah, Charlie Blackman out of Colorado because he had a solid week too. So, um, I mean, they just look good. I mean, I guess, there's nothing else to say about it. They're playing really, really well. Um Maybe not one and two, but they're guys who are playing well that I want to make sure get a little bit of a shout-out for their good performances. Let's see. Ty, uh, Ty France in the last week, 22 at-bats, 10 hits. Uh, 10, so 10 for 22, two home runs, nine, RBI, nine RBIs. Good Lord. 
two he's walks. carrying on from last week. That's why I yeah I didn't realize that. Two walks, one intentional, two strikeouts, a four fifty five average. Yeah, he's uh he's going off. I yeah he I'm really glad that we uh we get to talk to him a little or talk about him a little bit more. Uh, Charlie Blackman went eight for twenty two, uh, a double, three home three home runs, uh, six RBIs. Three strikeouts and a three sixty four batting average. Yeah, it's it's always it always makes me laugh because like Charlie Blackman is kind of the forgotten Rocky. Like he's the captain, but like when Arenado um, and Story were being discussed as trade options, Blackman was not even a discussion. It seemed like no one was talking about him. I think the Cardinals back in 2018 were talking about getting him, but uh, like he's just—I I don't know—I I don't know why, but he's just like he's there. He's consistent every year. Like last year, I think he started off the season like above 400 batting average. Um, yeah, he's he's just a weird good player. Um, even now, I mean, he's just an under the radar guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, he's still, he's still above. He hasn't had a bad season. Twenty twenty one, he had an OPS of seven sixty uh, sixty one, and an OPS plus of ninety seven, and that was the lowest his OPS plus was since his uh, rookie year in two thousand twelve. Which was eighty five. That's that's pretty good. He's a consistent, underrated player. Ooh, maybe not underrated, but he's uh, just been under the radar lately. But Ty France, uh, this year he's just been off. Like, I mean, three sixty six batting average, four forty six on base, six twenty uh, slugging. A 1.066 OPS and a 222 OPS plus, 44 total bases, uh, league leading right now. Only three doubles though. I think and, that speaks volumes. He's doing it without hitting doubles. Yeah, and a, but five home runs. So he's got the power. So every time he hits it, it's 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 leaving the yard. <laughs> 21 RBIs already. Sick. God damn. 26 hits and 71 at bats. That's that's a he's a good first baseman. Luckily, yeah, luckily for us he's he's getting more attention. Uh mine was Anthony Rizzo went 9 for 25, four home runs, 8 RBIs, 360 batting average and a 1.265 OPS uh on the American League. Um I've always liked him. I mean, even when he was a Cub, I loved him. Uh, I hated the Cubs, and my dad wanted to disown me because I liked him. Uh, he's just – he's likable. He's – I mean, he's just a very good first baseman defensively and, of course, offensive, offensively. He's just really good. Uh, one of the more consistent hitters. Probably the best hitter in the Yankees organization right now. 
Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on Anthony Rizzo? I agree with everything you said about him, except for the fact that you liked him when he was with the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it wasn't a. It's not a popular move. It's blasphemous. Yeah, don't worry. My dad reminded me it was blasphemous. <laughs> um, it's a good father. Yeah, uh, the NL player, my NL player of the week was Josh uh, Jock Peterson, seven for eighteen, three home runs, six RBIs, and three eighty nine. Batting average in a one dot three four four OPS. Um, he uh, he kind of made the rounds this week because uh, in what is it? Oh, he was playing the Brewers, and uh, one of the fans was jawing at him and said something to him, and like the next pitch, he hit a home run, and uh, whenever he crossed home plate, he said uh Come at me, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. I love him. <laughs> Fan interaction this year is off the chain. Or at least we're seeing it more. Yeah. I mean, at least they weren't throwing crap at him, so that was good. Um, yeah, that's uh, it for my player of the week. Uh, oh, so here's an interesting sad stat. Uh, there are 56 batters hitting at a, uh, at or below 200. Uh, the league batting average as a whole is at 231, the lowest since the beginning of uh, baseball in 1871. Uh, how much do you? How much of that do you think is due to the shortened spring training? And do you think there's another cause that we aren't thinking about? Oh, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, shortened spring training. Um, I mean, when I say that, I mean a lot. Uh, the other thing I think it might have to do with is this this heap and haw about the baseballs being in the humidors. So we got this wrong the other day. So I went and looked this up after we talked about it. They're saying that the balls that the, all the balls being in the humidors, they're traveling on average ten feet shorter than what the balls wore last year. Really. Yeah, we read it. We read it backwards. We had it wrong, so that's a correction on our part because this is honesty of media. Um, we're trying to be a stand-up, or at least to some extent, a stand-up show. Well, yeah, um, I I thought I was reading it from the MLB uh, yardbarker.com. Maybe it was. I think we just misread it. To yeah, be with you. maybe. Um, yeah, maybe they I were missed. actually ended up talking about it on um, Character and Smallman. Hmm. Uh, and I don't remember who they were interviewing about it, but they were talking about it uh, because uh, Bassett was complaining about the balls. Yeah, we're going to. That's Cardinals game, which we'll obviously yeah. get into that. But uh, that's where that all stemmed from, where I got all that information. So I think it has something to do with that. Um, the short and spring training. It just. It's, it's, it's not good for the game of baseball right now, but we're, we're starting to see. I think I think they'll get through it. Uh, we're, we're two and a half, three weeks into the season now, so I think we're going to start seeing some movement, and some progress, and we'll see the uh, we'll see the averages come up. But like you said last episode, averages aren't everything. Yeah, I I, I need to clarify this. I because <laughs> um, I was I've been thinking about it ever since I said that. Um, 
So like batting average has been the thing for a hundred years, like ever since, or like before 2002 or even the seventies when Bill James came up with uh, other statistics or whatever, the whole Bill James thing, uh, batting average was the end all be all. Everything was batting average. Every people would say, well, what's his batting average? And what's how many doubles, how many walks did he get a year? And that was determining how good of a player a guy was. Then we realized OPS, OPS plus, slugging, um, on base percentage. And it gave us, it showed that batting average wasn't everything. And my thing is, I want to get rid of batting average just because I'm so sick and tired of fans just saying batting average and acting like that's the thing when it doesn't really show how good a player is. Um, Joey Gallo, uh, Joey Gallo, Yasmani Grandal, for instance. Um, terrible batting averages, great um, on base slugging, OPS, OPS plus. Um, anyways, so that's why I get it. I, that I should have clarified it and it's I'll clarify it again in another episode where we talk about statistics. Um, I just don't like batting average because it, uh, I don't know, just because of how people, how much value people give it. It doesn't give you the full picture of what a player can really do with the plate. I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. And I, to an extent, I agree with you. I just like giving you crap. I know, I know. I would, I, you honestly, you reminded me, and I was going to say it today or Monday, and I was like, fuck. Anyways, um, yeah, batting average. I'm sorry. I, I don't love you, but you're not a, you're not a complete, you're you terrible. Don't want it to Actually, go away I can't, either. yeah, I, I do want it to go away. I, <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, I don't love you, but I, I respect, and I couldn't say I respect it or anything. I just, I can't. <laughs> I Stop don't. treating bad average like it's your side chick. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, let's move on. Angel Hernandez. Oh, God. oh Lord, God help us all. Is making headlines again because of being a fucking idiot. Again, on Sunday night, he was calling a game between the Brewers and Phillies, where where he missed a total of nineteen calls. For a correct percentage of 85.3%. I think the average, uh, an umpire's average is 98. I want to say that. I can't remember exactly, but I wish I looked it up, but I didn't. Um, The the big thing was when he called Kyle Schwarber out on on strikes in the ninth inning in a 1-0 ball game. Sorry. You know what? You talk so I can drink some water real quick. So if you guys, so in reference to the the Schwarber incident, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and look it out. It's one of the best rants I've seen probably in a couple years that a batter has had with an umpire at home plate, and it was completely justified. Um, Anyone who gets angry at uh, Angel Hernandez is justified. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, But it was it's it's one of the best rants he. He gets mad and he is he is out there on it, but he does it in probably the most respectful way. You can tell somebody they're being a total moron 
and mm-hmm. they've made a mistake, you can do it in. Um, it was funny to watch. It was good. It was clear cut. And it was completely understandable. And I'm not a Schwarber fan by any means. But Hernandez has got to be the worst up of my lifetime. Yeah. If there's somebody uh, worse, somebody yeah. message us and let us know so we can look it up and we can make a comparison. Um, who was I going to uh... – yeah, John Boy, uh, John Boy Media, he did a fantastic breakdown of it. He was he was talking about how, um, you know, Joe Girardi said you have to be better. He was telling Andrew Hernandez he had to be better. Andrew McCutcheon was shaking his head. Uh, all the Brewers in the dugout were laughing and kind of nodding. And uh, Josh Hader and some of those other guys were just like agreeing with Kyle Schwarber and. It's just funny. Um, anyways, but uh, everyone knew he had a bad uh, – he was bad that night. Uh, that might have been his worst game, and that's saying something. Uh, watching the replays, everyone's pissed at Hernandez. Hater's reaction, like I said, to the strike uh, strikeout was gold. Uh, I mean, he walked off the mound smiling. Yeah, I rewatched it, and he kind of he kind of was smiling because he knew Kyle Schwarber was right that he was he got the call right there. Um, uh, he Hernandez is the reason why we need a robotic strike zone. And I'm still um, going to tell you no. I'm going to say yeah, you wrong. I, I I knew that we were going to have an argument on this. Let's um, do it. I, I'm tired of him being a topic in baseball. I'm tired of him continually fucking up games. First of all, or I'm not going to get into that real quick uh, right now, but I, I'm tired of him continually fucking up games. I'm tired of him umpires being horrible and then getting shit on. I'm just sick of it all. Listen, it was a one nothing game. It was a one nothing game in the ninth inning. It was a good game between two, two good pitching uh, pitching duels, and um. A really good offense. Like I want to see Bryce Harper. I want to see Kyle Schwarber, Nick Cassianos, JT Real Muto, Gene Segura, all come up to the plate and try to tie the game up. And I actually was watching the game. I was like, "Oh, this is a good game. I think they're going to come back." And then Kyle Schwarber struck out, and I'm like, "Motherfucker!" Um, it's just it's 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 disappointing. I and look the. The umpire, the robotic umpire is coming up, and I do want to see. I want, I do want to know why you uh, are opposed to the robotic umpire. But I, I'm just so sick of umpires becoming stories. Um, there is no reason Angel Hernandez should be uh, should ever be allowed to call balls and strikes. He shouldn't be in the league, but it's because he's a part of a um, uh, union. Um, he needs to be removed. Uh, he is an embarrassment. It's stupid. Um, Angel. So I I saw this one uh, stat. Angel has missed twenty six hundred balls and strike calls in the last seven years. Yes, that is way too many. Twenty six hundred. That's that's ridiculous. Okay, Josh, let's uh it's your turn. So I can I completely agree with everything you just said, with the exception of bringing in the robotic umps. If an ump is this bad, he should be removed. 
yes. and and taken out. Like they should have. They need to, the MLB needs to put in a system where every at the end of every month, every ump is evaluated. And if they don't hit a certain standard of ninety five percent or better, or ninety three percent or better, whatever, make up make up a, a percentage point on their calls. They they need to be they can't they can't be behind home plate. They can go be a first base ump or a, a third base or a second base ump, whatever one of the other umps. They just can't be behind the plate. And I know they do the rotation with the umps for the series and everything. But if you got an ump that's that bad at calling balls and strikes, he just can't be behind home plate. Umps are not supposed to be – this guy feel the same way about refs in football. Um, they're not supposed to be the story of the game. They're not supposed to decide games. The game is there to be decided by the players. Yeah. So I completely agree with you on that. But the human element of the game is something that has always been around. Yeah. I will go down – I will die on this hill because I, you know I'm a traditionalist and there's other things I don't like that they're changing about the game. Like the instant replay stuff, last season it bothered me. This season – they're, it's moving pretty quick. It's not slowing the game down too much. Oh, okay. I like the fact that we are getting – so I'm a big fan. Okay, so um, I know you're not huge in hockey. Okay. But there's a referee in hockey. His name's Wes McCauley. Go look up. He's, hey, dude, he's hilarious. He is absolutely funny. But he doesn't get in the way of the game. He he, he announces the penalties in, in, a, in a comical manner. He gives you little hand gestures for fighting and other things. It's hilarious. And, yes, there are signals for – hockey penalties if you're going to keep me on that yes i know that but if you know who i'm talking about and you've seen him he does it in a funny and a fun manner so i'm okay with that part of the game but i still want the human element i still want the i do like how they're i like how their different umps have different strike zones within a certain range it's got to be within the confines of the rules but if one up wants to play this the strike zone just a little bit tighter for a game. I think the players should be able to to adjust for that. They're getting paid millions of dollars. They are good enough athletes. If in that first inning, they're not getting the calls they normally get, move your pitch in a little bit. This is what makes the game competitive and fun and makes every series, every matchup different. This is why baseball doesn't get boring for those of us who love the game of baseball. If you put in a little box for a robot umpire in there, it's going to be more boring. And it's going to be more like throwing darts. And I like the human element of the game. I like there to be a little bit of drama. Like if there's a, a robot, ump, we don't have this to talk about. This takes away content. This gets people involved in talking. This mm. is part of the game. It's always been part of the game. It should always be part of the game. But I agree with you 100%. Umps and referees and officials for every sport should not determine the game. They should not determine the outcome. They should not be the headline. They should not be the story. And if they continuously are, they should be removed from that position. I completely agree with you. But if you take away the human, you take away any more of the human elements of the game, you're you're taking away what the game has always been. And yes, I know the game can get better over time. But there's a point where, much like with, and I'm not going to get on this tangent, but with real life, artificial technology and artificial intelligence does ruin things. Yeah. And I'm not willing to take that leap. I'm just not. This is this is the pure sport that's left in the game, or this is the, one of the pure sports we have left. Let's leave it to an extent and not ruin what's good. The grass is not always greener on the other side. There's my piece. So two things. I thought you were going to say at first that you are not a fan of instant replay, and I was going to bite your head off because <laughs> there's the there's only one thing that I ever need to say, and every Cardinal fan just says, 
oh, yes, we need instant replay. And do you know what that is? October uh, October 26th, 1985. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Don Dickinger. Yes, Don Dickinger, yes. You're <sighs> that, that, yeah, okay, Don, let's not go there. piece of shit. <laughs> On my fucking birthday, too. Anyways. Um, Were you uh, alive then? No. No, okay, no. I was gonna say I didn't think you were older than me. But my <laughs> yeah, my dad gets pissed off every time it's my birthday because it reminds him of Don Dickinger. Um second thing was so can I say one more thing about instant replay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Instant replay is ruined football. It's what? Ruined football. Yeah. I, 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 there's still a time and yeah. place for it, but the way they can instant replay and review things and just uh, it just slows things down. In baseball, they're doing a good job with the instant replay. Uh, with, I have to give baseball credit. They're with doing foot, a good job with it. With football, and I don't mean to turn this into a football podcast, but it just seems like it gets – the instant replay wouldn't be so bad if there weren't like 15,000 flags and 20 commercials in the span of five seconds. Um, it's it's football's ruined for me. Um I love the playoffs because they kind of let the players just play. Um, anyways, but this isn't a football pod. Um, so I heard – I was watching talking, – uh, talking baseball actually the other day, and uh, Jake Storiali, um, he was talking about how he hates pitch framing now. And I, I was like, what the hell? What, what, how can you not like pitch framing? And the way he described how, how bad it was now um, <clears throat> was actually really interesting. And it actually really changed my mind on a lot of things. Because um, I, I appreciate a good pitch framing. I think it's one of the coolest things. But then he said it in like the most simplest terms. He said, and I know it's going to piss you off to no end. You're already, you're already, you're already, your blood is boiling already. I know it. Um, He said, what the catcher is trying to do is just, uh, what was it? Um, Not distract, but uh, uh, deceive an old man. (laughs) And I was like, it was like the glass was shattering in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he said, and guess what? In a couple of years when we have um, robot umpires, we're, pitch framing is going to go down. And we're going to see um, players who or catchers who are going to have to be more offensively good. because. And it's like that stat I told you the other day. Um, what was it? OS, OSZ. Um, uh, yeah, you were talking. Yeah, I can't remember what you called it. The pitch framing stat. Yeah. Um, and they said that <clears throat> they were bringing up the Yankees, and they said Higashioka or Gary Sanchez was in the negatives because they compared his um, OSC to his um, to how many runs he could produce offensively. And if he was still in the negatives, then that, and that's why they trade him, traded him because he was such a bad catcher. Higashioka, he uh, gives him like a plus. 
So I think it's like only plus two though. Um, Cause he's a really good defensive player, but he's a terrible offensive player anyways. And so like um, catchers are going to have to play offense now because they, whenever there's a robotic ump, they're not going to be able to pitch frame. Um, so I, I honestly, I, I, I'm, I, I'm ready for the robotic ump. I, I, I understand that you like the human element of it, um, but I, I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand Angel Hernandez having a job. I can't. I could barely stand uh, Joe West having a job. Uh, there's that other guy. I think his last name is Wolf. Uh, he's really bad. You got me there. I haven't ran into him yet this year. So, um, <clears throat> pitch framing is part of the game. Pitch framing has always been part of the game. It, it's an art form yeah. in its own. It's something I learned to do very young age. Um, and when I say very young age, I'm talking little league guys, so don't take it out of context. Yeah. But I was pretty good at it for a, for a middle school kid. I mean, I could get the calls in the corners I needed. Um, <clears throat> no, a pitch framing needs to stay. This is why the robotic elves need to stay out. If it's that close and if the pitch is that close and – the ump can't tell, then the batter needs to take a swing and protect the plate. This, so, this goes back to the to the batters on my end. These guys get paid millions of dollars to hit a ball. They should be able to make small adjustments. Yeah. If it's that close that it can be pitch framed, you should be able to hit the ball. Bottom line. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you should. I, I don't know. I just don't like – I don't know. I, I've seen so many like – terrible calls i'm just i don't know i don't know i i understand that it's gonna hurt me and also make me happy but i don't know it's yeah i don't know it's i mean it's coming whether we like it or not maybe maybe it'll be good uh but yeah phil cuzzy was the guy i was thinking of he's a terrible ump and i can't believe he's not talked about more. Jim Wolf is a good ump. That's that's who I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. Chris Bassett pitched against the Cardinals the other day. Hit a couple guys. Cardinals hit a hit a couple of his guys. Uh, that was kind of the theme of the series. Tensions were high after the game. Uh, Bassett called out MLB for not helping pitchers get a grip on the baseballs. Uh, he said, quote, MLB has a very big problem with uh, the baseballs. They're bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. Uh, they're bad. They don't care. MLB doesn't care. MLB doesn't give a damn. Uh, apparently, they've tr- pitchers have tried to call MLB and let them know MLB doesn't care. Um this seems to have been a problem for years. Last year, at the beginning of the season, MLB gave all the pitchers permission to use whatever substances they wanted to use, and they were going to use the ball. They were going to take the balls to a lab and perform tests on it. The goal was to create a substance that gave pitchers a good grip on the ball, but also didn't add velocity. Uh, the plan backfired because no hitters became a very common thing. With seven in the first three months, seven no hitters in the first three months. Uh, pl- 
Players became pissed off, and MLB quickly removed the substance, substances altogether. Using anything be, uh, became punishable. So in turn, we saw an uptick in hit batters and more pitchers getting injured because of the lack of grip they had on the balls. We, uh, we watched a great bit of uh, a great bit uh, on MLB tonight last night and where Outlider talked about the grip that a pitcher needs, how the ball goes from umpire to pitcher and the, and the ball has to become a little dirty in order to get a good grip on it. Uh, what do you think of, uh, of all this? Do you think pitchers need to be able to use something and how much did uh, MLB screw up the situation by ripping the rug out from under the pitchers halfway through the season? I think they need to go back to the way the balls used to be made. Whatever they did different to change the balls, that's what they need to go back to. They need to go back to the traditional baseball from the 90s or whenever before they made a change. And I don't, I don't know enough about the timeline of how the baseballs changed and when they changed. Because um, it's something that's obviously just come up over the last couple of weeks, and I haven't had time to research it. Yeah. But go back to what was working. This is this goes back to my thing. You don't always have to change everything to make the game better. You mess with something, and you screw the game up. Now, a hit batter is part of the game, but this this has been excessive. And I mean, the Mets have been hit what twenty times this season. Pete Alonso's been hit twice in the head. Yeah, nineteen nineteen, 19 games. Okay. Nine, yeah. 19 and like 15, 17 games or something. I was close. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is excessive. Whatever they're doing, they need to stop it. They need to go back to what worked before. Not everything needs to be changed all the damn time. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Cardinals fans know this too. Like last year we had a problem. Used to, it seemed like the thing that players were okay with were was missing uh mixing you know the rosin bag with uh sunscreen and that would give like a little bit of a stickiness to it um vaseline as we know uh adds like a drops the ball a little bit uh adds more movement i guess i should say um as we know from john lester back in 2013 um you can't it's, be putting a substance on the ball to change what your pitch does because that yeah, takes away no, no, your ability yeah. to throw the ball. So I, 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 exactly. I agree with that part. But, I mean, they got to figure it out. They yeah. have to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quick. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's not good. I mean, I'm surprised Pete Alonzo is still standing. Um, I mean, he got hit twice in like two weeks, I think. Not even yeah, two well, weeks. I think it's been a week. But one, one was a changeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still but, hurts, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Still, what is it? A ninety-two, I think. Um, ninety-two mile. But yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I think they should have just left. Do do sunscreen and rosin. I mean, uh, Al Leiter was a really good pitcher and. I mean, I encourage everyone to watch the video. It's, um, but Al Leiter, he just goes, you know, you, you kind of got to rub the ball a little bit. You got to get a little bit of dirt on it. You got, and it just adds a little bit of friction, I guess. Friction is what you need. Um, maybe not friction, but um, you need something to be able to get a good grip. Cause if you don't have that good grip and your hands are sweaty, 
you're going to lose the ball a little bit. Um, so, anyways, um, luckily it's not up for us to decide because we blow our brains out. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this? Are we going to? Well, um, we'll, no, we'll, go we'll get into yeah, the bra in a second. I was. This is why I don't like changing everything. This is why I like being a traditionalist. There are some things that can be improved to change the game, make it a better game. There are other things that when you tamper with everything all the damn time, it just makes things worse. Yeah. Like, just ugh, stop messing with the damn game and let's just play ball. Yeah, I don't know why they changed the games or the balls over the years. I know, like, uh, 2019 was the – was it, like, the – Juice ball year, yeah, or was it 2018? Like yeah, it was, and yeah, it was a few years back. And then pitchers started bitching about how uh, the balls were juiced, and which I don't know, it's it's whatever. Um, anyways, um, A's president apparently saw the Red COO's uh comments uh the other day and said, Hey, I can do something stupid too. So he said, uh, it's sad. To, so he took to Twitter and he said, it is sad how few fans are at the game today. Uh, maybe the local media can look into the Giants marketing, ask some questions, get to the bottom of what is going on. Uh, go ahead and talk. <laughs> this coming from the guy who's got the lowest attendance rate in the league. He needs to check yeah. himself. Like, he's a fool, man. Um I honestly think they're trying to do everything they can to get the Oakland A's relocated. That's yeah. all I can think this is. This is uh, – hold on. I got to pull that back. I can't say that. If this is – I don't think you could screw up a franchise this bad on accident. This is, this is something that can only be done on purpose. The stupid things that are said and the stupid things that are done, this has to be on purpose. There's no way this is on accident or they're giving actual effort. This is – I feel bad for the Oakland fan base. I feel bad for the citizens in Oakland who paid taxes for that stadium to be taken care of and maintained. Hmm. Um, I, well, yeah, but still. I mean, the yeah. tax dollars are going to waste. Like, it's just – it's an atrocity. And if I was the MLB commissioner, and I don't even know if they have a group of – like a commissioner group or something of the owners – where they just say, you know what, we need to remove the team from this guy's control and put into somebody's control who cares because it's hurting baseball. Yeah. And this guy just keeps doing stupid stuff to make the organization look worse. And it it just makes me – I mean, I'm, I'm not an Oakland fan by any means. I'm really not. I don't care if they're good or bad or not. But I do want to see every team be competitive and have fans show up because it's good for the game when there's lots of fans and teams are good and it's good for the cities. So it just it, it irritates me to no end. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even mad anymore. Um, I think there are two ways to look at this. One is the president is really that stupid and doesn't realize that uh, that he that he's been completely trying that or he doesn't realize that completely trying to tank a season and move your team to another state is probably why your fans are so pissed off and not uh, not going to your games. Or maybe he's just trolling his fans to get them out, uh, to get them out the door faster. Either way, 
they are burning bridges and trying to get out of the Oakland by any means necessary. The Oakland A's president looks very similar to something else that we are seeing in real time in the world. I'm just going to leave it at that and uh, our listeners can read into it. Oh, gosh. Paul Pod. Um, Yeah. Anyways, I I don't think he thinks they have a good team on the field. Sure, they won a couple of games, but they aren't going to be a contender, and he knows it. You don't don't trade Matt Olson, uh, Matt Chapman, Sean – uh, Sean Mania, Chris Bassett. You don't trade all your top players for prospects just for the uh, just because you think you can win more games without your top guys. Listen, I know we've been playing this game where oh the Oakland the Ray or the Athletics they they uh, they know what to do. They somehow are always contending. This isn't them. Trying to trying to pull a fast one on, on us, they're they just they're trying to suck so they can move to Las Vegas or wherever the fuck they want to and get new fans so they can butcher that too. Um, it's sad. Uh, Oakland has has been a good baseball town for almost a hundred years. It seems uh, uh, maybe not a hundred years, but when anyways. But I mean, they won what two World Series? Something like that. I mean, they were they were they're not they they haven't been like a dominant team for a long time. But they always had a team that was put on the field. They played ball, and it's just I I, I hate teams that tank. And when the ownerships tank, it just makes me so mad. Like if the Cardinals ever went for a tanking season, I'd probably write them off for two or three years. I would just be irate about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I just. Oh, is it I'm bedtime? T- it is bedtime. I'm tired. Well, too bad. We got a show to keep doing. So yeah, push on. True. Push on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the Mets starting pitching. Uh, Miguel. Uh, we can touch on it. I mean, they've been phenomenal without DeGrom. Yeah. Even, I mean, when they get DeGrom back, they're going to be sick. They, they, they are going to be a much tougher team than I think you or I suspected. I mean, we both thought they were going to be, you know, Probably good. I mean, I think you thought you were higher on them than I was, but now I think they're going to be much better than I anticipated. But they did go spend a ton of money. So I didn't think that the pitching, I mean, I knew that they were going to have great pitching. I just didn't think they were going to be the greatest pitching or as good of a pitching staff as I, uh, they are. Uh, Mets lead the league in starting pitching ERA and uh, 207. Uh, Tyler McGill. Four starts, 23 innings pitched, 22 Ks, 235 ERA, 157 ERA plus, and 269 FIP, uh, dot, uh, or .913 WHIP. Uh, I had never heard of him before this season. He's doing great. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that all you got on the Mets? Yeah, I didn't mean to bully you into doing that. I just wanted to no, no. give no, them their due. No, that's fine. John uh, Carlos Stanton hit home run number three fifty. Good for him. Uh, took Ooh, him a long he did time. It in Yankees Park, didn't he? Yeah, Yankees. Say, yeah. Um, took him a long time though. It seems like. I mean, I know he's been injured a lot, but 
I mean, I remember when he first came into the league, he was like, I mean, he was, I mean, he was going to be unstoppable. He was, I don't think people were comparing him to Albert Pujols, but he was. No, but he was supposed to be the next closest thing as a home run hitter. Yeah, he was a, I mean, monster. Uh, just it goes to show how hard it is to hit a home run. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been activated off the 10-day 10, uh, 10 IL. He hasn't played a game since July of 2021. Um, I thought – so in the press release, it said that he was going to play the last game of the Cubs series. And then I look at the ga- – or I'm watching the game tonight, and he's starting. Uh, I think he went one for four. One for five. Uh, one for five. <clears throat> But that's so, still, I mean, he hit the ball. Yeah, he, he got a standing ovation. Uh, good for him. Now, did you hear how they let him know he was going to play today? No. So, this is kind of funny. I, I'm going to give the Braves organization props on this. They FaceTimed him at 1 o'clock in the morning and asked him if he wanted to play. If he, the, asked him if he was ready to play right field. Huh. <laughs> I was like, funny. that's kind of cool. That's funny. I love that. It's uh Although at one o'clock in the morning, if I'm sleeping and someone woke me up to pull a joke on me, I would, I would uh, retire. But anyways, um, oh, let's see. What's the next one? Oh, so uh, let's talk about this brawl. Yeah, let's talk so about brawl. Cardinals go back and forth with the Mets hitting, pitch, uh, hitting players. Um, Cardinals hit. Alonzo in the head, like you said. Uh, and then, I mean, they kept hitting guys. Uh, I think I think uh, in the last game, game three, uh, Carrasco hit one of the Cardinals, and then Cardinals hit two guys. And that was it, right? Uh, as far as hit guys? guys? Yeah. It was three and, or four. I yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh so in the eighth inning, after the Cardinals had already basically won the game, uh, uh, let's see, Lopez throws at Arenado's head. Arenado takes exception to it and um, starts a fight. Uh, throws the catcher to the side like he was nothing. Which I, I, yeah, I love that. Um, they all get into it. Stubby Clap, uh, Cardinals first base coach, uh, pulls Pete Alonzo down. Which totally was the best goes, part of the brawl. <laughs> totally goes Randy Savage on him. Uh, macho man. Uh, Gio- Giovanni Gallegos jumps over the fence. Um, literally, I'm not. I'm not being fussy or not joking. He literally jumped over the fence and. I mean, he was booking too. I want to talk. I, I do want to say, the rest of those guys in that bullpen, they literally were struggling to open the gate, though, and that was a little embarrassing for me. Um, it yeah, seemed they're like used, they're not used to opening it themselves. They're used to somebody opening it for them. Well, it was just funny because like one of them tried to go, and then he started getting crowded by the other guys, and so he couldn't open the door. And so I was like, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so the brawl, man. I mean, I mean, I think Arenado had every reason to be upset. I mean, he he even said in the interview he knew it was coming. It's part of the game. 
but you don't throw at somebody's head. We, I think we've had this discussion before. You do not throw above the shoulders. Like when you're going to hit somebody intentionally and it is part of the game, they don't lose coming because uh, one of the Mets players got hit on the foot and he actually had to leave the game because it hit him that hard. Um, mm. He knew he was going to get hit, but you don't throw up in the head. Like, yeah. I don't care who you are. If the Cardinals would have done that to the Mets player, even I would have been mad at the Cardinals pitcher for that. Yeah. Like, that is unexcusable. That is dangerous. Um, it's just absolutely uncalled for. Everybody who grew up playing ball, who's watched the game, knows you don't throw at somebody's head. So, I think Arnado was perfectly fine. I love the fact how he just whipped the catcher over and was ready to rock and roll. Um it wasn't nearly as good as the brawl in Cincinnati in 2010 by any means, but yeah, it was, it was a nice little bench clear. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Cardinals were, had lack of control. Arenado was, was going to get hit. I mean, you and I were talking about it. Uh, I think we were just texting it. We didn't say it on air, but yeah, we were texting about it. Uh, I thought I didn't think there was going to be an actual brawl. I thought the umpire was going to um, was going to warn the benches before the game, and then uh, they were going to throw an Arenado late in the game, um, which they did. And I didn't think they were going to do a brawl though, because I thought they're. I didn't think they were going to hit him in the, or try to hit him in the head. Um, yeah, we were talking about the unwritten rules what last week, and yeah. We we said you know the you don't yeah just you don't go after someone in the head on purpose. This isn't the wild wild west like it was in the eighties, um, where you know players got hit in the head and just walked it off. But um, it's just um, yeah I I mean everyone's talked about it to death. We. Uh, I mean, I I honestly – so I try not to talk about the Cardinals on Mondays or Fridays because we have our own show on Wednesdays where we talk nothing but Cardinals. But uh, this is what I love about Arenado, though. Like, it seemed like forever, maybe since Tony LaRusse left, um, we hadn't had a player or anyone who had, like, this fire as a Cardinal who was just like – I'm not going to take shit from you. Like when Matheny came in, it seemed like everybody was calm. And, you know, they, we always had these rumors that Matheny was kind of leading it like a church. Like it was a, you know, he was, they always said like, he's a Christian manager, so he's not going to yell at umpires or anything. I don't know if that's true or anything. I mean, obviously later in the, in his career, he's uh, yelled at uh, umps and stuff and cussed him out. But um, but yeah, it was so nice to see, like, you know, Goldie was not going to do that. Goldie doesn't do that. He doesn't finish. He doesn't resolve that shit. He, uh, although honestly, he was, he was the first guys out of the dugout. Though. I was going to, I was going to say he was screaming outside the dugout though, which I mean, I was like, I was loving that. Cause I think that's the most animated I've ever seen him. Um, Yadier Molina, he kind of, he has that fire, but he kind of, He's kind of all bark and no bite, it seemed like. Um, uh, I would agree with you now. Well, not even, not even I would not even say I'd agree with you now. I would say he's been tempered in his age. 
Yeah, maybe uh, that's if you, true. If you go back to that brawl in Cincinnati in 2010, yeah, that was all true. him and Phillips. So that I just think it's in his age, I think he's just been tempered a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the last time we had somebody who was super passionate and super fiery. Yeah. I, I think Arenado, he just I'm I'm so done with the the classy, you know, turn the other cheek or, you know, play, you know, I don't know. I just I, I like the fiery, I like the spunk and the punkiness of Arenado in a way. Um but he's suspended for two games. Genesis Cabrera is suspended for a game. Uh Lopez, the pitcher, gets fined. Uh, Jack Flaherty gets fined. I don't know. I never heard of this before, but you're not allowed to contribute. You're not supposed to run on the field whenever you're uh, on the IL. Right. That's, I didn't I, know that rule either. So That's so stupid because guess what the number one, uh, one of the rules, unwritten rules are, is if someone uh, gets into a brawl, everyone runs onto the field. That's why I guess maybe injured players shouldn't be in the dugout. <laughs> I don't – I mean, I think they should, but, I mean, good Lord. That's a stupid thing. Like, you can't run onto the field if you're injured. Whatever. Um, now, uh, Arnado is appealing the suspension. Uh, Hennessy's – because it's two games, so he's going to try to get knocked down to one. And then Hennessy's served his tonight. So – I'm gonna be honest. I think I think with the Cardinals going after or playing the Diamondbacks, I would have just taken it. I understand he doesn't want to miss two games, but I I would rather him miss two games in the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, series versus two games against a Cubs or Brewers or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's justified in the appeal, though. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think he's justified. I just think I I would have, if I'm him, I think it's a smarter move just to just to get the suspension and just yeah, to take we're... it again. Yeah, get, especially when we're playing the Diamondbacks. But yeah, we uh, have four games with them, and then we got three with Kansas City. So yeah, I guess it's taking his chances with it. Yeah, I guess Kansas City. We don't really need to. We're not really. I'm not really concerned about them. I think we can beat them uh, by ourselves. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Pete Alonzo. Oh, so this is what I want to say. I love that Arenado threw uh, the catcher like nothing, especially whenever. He, anyways, uh, but Stubby Clap. Even though I enjoyed him throwing Alonzo. Stubby clap was stupid for that. Um, I cannot believe he did not get suspended. I can't believe he didn't get, I mean, throwing, throwing a player over like that. I mean, you could injure Alonzo. Um, I think, I don't know. Maybe Alonzo deserved it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It didn't seem like he was getting super physical, like more physical than the other guys, but. I, uh, I'm not a, I was not a fan of Stubby Clap doing that. And I got the opposite side. I was all for it. I love when a player, when a coach, manager will protect their players. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alonzo, I got, I got, I got other issues with Peter Alonzo. So, um, I think he's an arrogant prick. 
I mean, the fact that he had to come out in his little interview and say, I'm a big, strong guy. I, I, I could put somebody in the hospital if I really wanted to. If you had to say that, dude, you don't got it in you to do it, first of all. Yeah. So you can shove that right in your pipe and smoke it. But I, um, for him to be I, taken down by a guy who's a foot shorter than him, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I just – I think – I don't think – I don't know. I just didn't like Stumpy Clap grabbing him from behind and pulling him. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe maybe we're going to hear something from Stubby Clap where he says, yeah, the guy was kicking and screaming and punch, throwing punches or something, and that will make me be okay with it. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that pulling him down was necessary. Um, Pete Alonzo, yeah, like you said, said that thing and I don't think I don't think he meant it the way he said it, but uh, I think he meant it like you know if I need to if I was gonna like I have the ability to put someone in the hospital if I don't I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm just reading into it but anyways I'm I'm over the brawl Arenado suspended pissed me off uh, anyways uh, okay so in the final our final story. I didn't tell you about this, but I found out it but uh before we went on air. Uh Bryce Harper. Uh today is the tenth anniversary of Bar- Bryce Harper making his uh major league debut. Uh two time MVP. Won it in 2014 and 2021. Uh 2012 Rookie of the Year. Um Career 279 batting average, 391 on base, 524 slugging, 915 OPS, and a 142 OPS plus. Um, only at 1,200 hits, though. Surprising. It's a little bit surprising. He's a. Uh... Yeah, that's uh, weird. Um, but like I said, not everybody. It seems like he would be at 2000 by now it's right i mean you said 10 years that's 200 hits a year yeah maybe that's maybe maybe he's on pace but uh yeah good career for bryce harper um it's just so weird it seems like he just see i mean yeah i expect him to be about 1500 at this point to be honest yeah i think it's low too I mean, yeah, Bryce Harper, like, he came up when I was, what, 15? Yeah, so 10 years and, God, where did, this, where did the time go? I have no idea. <laughs> um, player, I don't know if you uh, had a chance to look at it because I kind of sprung it at you at the last minute, but uh, I wanted to do a player that we should just kind of – what is it? Mag, uh, just kind of look at. I don't even know what we'd want to call it. Uh, players who need to be looked at a little bit more this season. Um, I was kind of laughing because uh, earlier I wanted to say uh, Mike Trout. He <laughs> he is he the is he the Manny Machado of the Angels? Um. I, I don't. I think we're. I think we're a little, uh, a w- little ways away from that. Uh, but I mean, it seems like this year everyone's talking about Shohei, and 
not enough people are talking about Mike Trout. Meanwhile, Mike Trout, he's just like, oh, yeah, you guys don't want to talk about me and my three MVPs and uh, Rookie of the Year award? Uh, let me just let me just uh, hit 365 batting average, a 476 on base, 808 slugging, 808 slugging, <laughs> a 1.284 uh, OPS and a 276 OPS plus, five home runs, 10 RBIs, uh, six doubles. He's 19 for 52. He's uh, leading leading the league in on base, slugging, OPS, and OPS plus um, right now. He's uh, he's <laughs> he might be <laughs> he's so great. <laughs> he might be the best. I mean, he is the best right now. I mean, people can talk about Shohei, but Shohei's only had one good year in, under his belt. Um, Mike Trout has been consistent. And that's why I think Mike Trout is still the best player in the game right now. Even, yes, with Trey Turner and Juan Soto in the game, uh, Mike Trout's the GOAT. Um, he's got so much bold in his uh, baseball reference. Um, you have anything to say about Mike Trout? Trout's doing what we expect Trout to do. Trout would get more recognition if he wasn't on the Angels. If he was a Yankee or a Red Stock or a Cardinal or a Cub or in a bigger market that actually cared about baseball, um, we'd see a lot more about him. It's it's a shame that he's stuck out there in L.A., uh, in my personal opinion, as a fan of the game of baseball. Now, if he wants to stay out there and never win a World Series and never be competitive, that's his choice. But Hey, um, the Angels are good this year. They uh, They might be winning a World Series soon. I don't think so, but still. You want you want to put that on paper? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I think it's, I think it's a shame for the for the sport that he's stuck out there and he doesn't get better exposure and be on a better team and uh, it's disappointing in my opinion. But you know, all all the power to the guy for being loyal to the team he's been with for so long and um, you know doing what he's doing and staying with it through all the injuries. I mean, I got, I got no problem with Trout. He seems like a good dude, um, and he's a great player. So as long as he stays healthy, I'm happy with him. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a great player. I, I think, I think the fact that he hasn't won a World Series or been to a playoff game since 2014, um, and I think that did they get swept or they did they lose in the wild card round? I can't remember. Um, that up. But he, uh, it's just, yeah, I think he, if he, if he won a World Series or had more uh, playoff appearances, he would be uh, a lot more recognized. However, you know, Juan Soto, he's, I think he's kind of more popular than Trout because he won his World Series already. Um, which is surprise. I was thinking about that too. Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, and uh, Trey Turner were on the same team and won a World Series. It's a Logan, a match made in Logan Heaven. If you if you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, um, that was it. But Mike Trout is my uh, player that I think we need. We need to look at 
Um, do you have a player? Um, you know, I'm going to say this one not to be a homer or anything, but just because I want to rub it in your face. Oh, God, don't say it. I'm going to say it. You already know I'm going to say it. Tommy Edmonds coming alive. Tommy Edmonds is coming alive. At least he's starting to look like the player he's expected to be for the Cardinals, and they need him right now because DeYoung is not doing anything. Um, so I'm thoroughly happy with what's going on over there with a 310 average. I think he was number 14 in the league this week in overall offensive stats. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Keep your eyes on if he's really getting back to where he is. He has a great offensive season to come to back up that gold glove year from last year. Uh, I think that makes a point, and hopefully he can move over to shortstop in the very near future, and we can see Gorman. If if he starts falling apart because you brought him up, I'm going to laugh so hard. Um, but, hey, I want him to do well. Um, three home runs already, two doubles, a triple, 310 batting average, 412 on base, 534 slugging. 946 OPS and a 184 OPS plus. Um, hey, he's he's doing a lot better than he has in the last two years. Um, I I probably gave him more crap than he deserved. Um, he has a 91 OPS plus in 2021 and a ni- uh, 90 OPS plus in 20. Um, even as 2019, he only had. Uh, he had 326 at bats, but um, I, I I hope he does become more of the player that uh, he was in 2019. Um, hopefully, he stays consistent. Um, I pray, I pray that because you know we need a shorts. We have a lot of needs, and him being able to fill that need, um, fill one of the needs that we had. Uh, is good means we can go out and get more relief pitchers and starting pitchers. But, uh, anyways, I'm tired, so I'm ready to go to bed. Um, do you have anything else to say tonight? No, it was a good show. Uh, so we did get somebody to do oh, yeah, NHL we... for us. We got somebody to run our NASCAR show. So we're still looking for somebody to jump on and do and cover the MLS for us <laughs> and the dreaded association which if we don't get anybody for that, I'm okay with it. But I'm sure our CEO would like to have somebody covering the association. What's the association? The NBA. Oh, the, oh. the association. I I don't know why, but like I love basketball, but I hate the NBA, so I can't talk about it. I'm and but also I'm shocked that uh that we haven't had an MLS people or in, anybody interested in the MLS yet. Seems like yeah. St. Louis lately, especially, we have yeah. more soccer fans. Um, I say we, but I, I don't. I'm not even a we. Well, you know what? I am a we. Okay, I'm more St. Louis than some St. Louisans. Okay, I drink beer every day. I bathe in that shit. Well, what beer are you bathing in? Uh, Bud Weiser. That's what but, I just had to make sure it was the right beer. Yeah, don't worry. No, I drink Coors because I'm white trash. Rocky Mountain piss water, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Should we just announce it? Our big announcement? Is it a big announcement? 
I, I, I mean, kind it's of, a big announcement for us. It's our first yeah. time having this happen. So, yeah. Um, make sure to watch our Cardinals episode on Wednesday because we have a writer. Do we call him a writer? What do we call him? We have a special guest, uh, Josh, Josh, not Edwards. Anyways, his name is Josh, and he writes for the uh, St. Louis Redbird Rants uh, on Fan Sided. So he will be on, joining us on the show uh, discussing some of his articles. Uh, we're going to give him some hard-hitting questions. Um, we're going to be rated PG because we're kid-friendly now. Fuckers. That's what say you could <laughs> I did. I didn't get him. I didn't get mad today, and the A's were complete idiots. So I am completely uh, okay with myself. Baby steps, people. Okay, listen. Rome wasn't building in a, in a day, and I can stop cussing for like five seconds. Three, two, motherfucker. Um. Oh God, I just kicked the table. Um. Anyway, so yeah, be sure to watch us on Wednesday. We'll have some hard hitting questions, but don't. Uh, before that, we have a Monday episode. Uh, I guess we're just going to be covering topics on that day. Talk uh, topics we want to talk about. Standings too. Standings. We'll standings of what's going on, and yeah, whatever comes up over the weekend, and then uh, power. You know, if you guys have any questions, anything you want us to cover, you know, make sure you give us a shout out, let us know, and we'll do our best to get it covered. Oh, hey, by the way, we're on YouTube now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I worked so hard to get your shit on YouTube, people. And you guys need to start uh, watching it. Um, I want to put you on the spot real quick. Okay. How long until there's video feed on YouTube? Da, da, da. Maybe Wednesday. Really? Awesome. I, I'm trying. I am trying my hardest. Okay. But I just need a little bit of less pressure right now. Okay. Before well, I have sure everybody a... wants to see our ugly mugs. That's all I'm getting at. Hey, listen. I have a sexy, ugly mug. They're black. Oh, white trash does look good. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, what was it? Uh, live long and watch some damn baseball. Bye, Felicia's. Adios, amigos.